Hi everyone, I'm Lucas Mack and welcome to another episode of The Golden Rule Revolution, where inspiration and purpose come from treating people like people and nothing less. My name is Lucas Mack. It is an honor to have you on this episode today. This is going to be part two of my two-part series with the powerful, wise, beautiful, inside and out sage, Gordana Burnett. She's one of Oprah's 100 super soul teachers on planet Earth. And as you listen, it is incredibly clear why she was selected as such. I have been working with Gordana for almost two years now, and the journey has been incredible. And I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. And so we just get right in. This is part two of the Golden Rule Revolution with Gordana Burnett. You're, I love you. You're amazing. I shared this on Instagram the other day, this Bruce Lee quote. He said, when you find yourself in a room surrounded by your enemies, you should tell yourself, I am not locked in here with you. You are locked in here with me. This is the kind of mindset you should have if you want to succeed in life. Get rid of that victim mentality. And I thought, man, what a what an extreme way to <laughs> describe victim mentality is. I'm not locked in here with you. You are locked in here with me. But I was thinking about that. What freedom to say, yes. you are here with me. Mm-hmm. I am not abdicating any pow- of power of my own in here with mm-hmm. you. You are here with me. And when you're here with me, I will love you. I will inspire you. I will be safe for you. I will be a permission for you. Like being... Mm-hmm this gravitational pull for others to come out of that space of their own victim or their own pain. And that's beautiful to hear. Yeah. The the victim, it's, it's this weird state where it's so familiar. That pain is so familiar. That victimhood is like, they, you know, oh, this is going to happen again. Or here you go. Or I told you so. I told yes. you, you, you know, this would happen. Mm-hmm. And that is, um, in, in Judaism, they talk about Satan. Satan is that, that mm-hmm. accuser. That accuser is that, see, I told you so. But then um, a rabbi friend to me, a rab- one of my good friends, he said, said, if you don't understand that Satan is one of God's greatest servants, you don't understand God. And I was like, what? And he said, that accusation is to just bring you back to the state of God. It's not to dwell on the accusation. And I think when we forget to go back to our higher self, to go back into that place of, thank you for saying that, I, I must realign. Not thank you for saying that. Come in, let's discuss, let's dialogue, let's have yes. this companionship. Yeah. It's oh, I hear you. I get to realign somewhere. There's yeah. there's a yeah. there's a greater I, attachment I can have. Yes, I mean it's it's really easy to slip, kind of slide into the victim role because it's slippery. It's really slippery. Yes, I'm, I mean I work with this. I do this twenty four seven. I, I, I self help is my second self, so to speak, and yet <laughs> I find myself sliding into victimhood. Very easy. It's easy for us to do so. All of us, we all do it. The trick is to recognize it and say, mm-hmm. okay, wait a minute, is this true? To mm-hmm. ask yourself, is 
this true. And the greatest teachers in our reality are the ones that are close to us or the ones that are really bad to us. Mm. Those are the greatest teachers in our, in our life. I mean, when, if I, let's say that I look at my, I mean, I've been together with my husband for 33 years. He's a great guy. I, beautiful in all senses. And yet when my victim comes in, it would go, are you sure that he really is that great? I go, I start thinking thoughts that are not true in this reality. They're untrue per definition. And I become blind to my own truth. And instead, I buy into what the victim tells me. Mm. And it lures me into this, especially if you're tired, overworked, overwhelmed with emotion. If there's some kind of turmoil around you, that's when the victim comes in and starts to speak to you. And it tells you things that are not true. Right. To see it as a being, and I'm not, I mean, I'm not seeing it as a real being, but in my imagination, it's easier for me to detach from something that is not a, an essence in me or a part of me that is a being that comes to me and says, come sit with me. Right, right. It's easier for me to say no to that and say, no, this is the victim in me speaking. I don't want this. I want this. Because when you can say, I don't want this, then you know that you are I, and that is this. Yes. And it's not one and the same thing. Yes, that's so good. So just being able to go back in that, I don't want this. Asking yourself, is this true? Hmm. One of the greatest questions is, is this really true? To wake yourself up from a state of nightmare. Right, right. Is this true? Very simple. I don't know, you reminded me of this. When I lead these men's retreats, mm-hmm. I talk to these men about legacy, what, what real legacy is. And the world narrative is a monetary leave behind and what legacy did you leave and what, but I don't look at legacy like that at all. I look at legacy Mm -hmm. as the impact that we make in the lives of others and starting first and foremost with, with our closest relationship, be that our spouse and then our children and then our, for always ourself, but then um, prioritizing our health, mind, body, soul, then our career is number four and career being a means to a greater mission, not the end, which men make it like, this is how much, this is where I am in the ladder, the corporate ladder, or how much money or revenue or employees. Like I was doing when I had my marketing agency and we had employees, people would ask, well, how big is your company? And I would, well, we have this many full-time employees. Like, oh, you guys are doing, it was always a benchmark of, but it was success. an empty benchmark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, success. Mm-hmm. And what I teach the men is it's, I think the victim mentality is in society, but specifically in relationships with men for women or men for men or whoever partners is when we think about the other person, what they're not giving us victim, that's victim. But when we look at it as, am I worthy of that person's love? Am I worthy of my wife's love today? Will I be worthy of being called her husband and today, am I worthy of being held by her? This changes everything because it strips away the need and it strips away the lack and it strips away the victim and it strips away the, and it stands in the power and saying, oh, 
regardless of if someone is with me or not with me, am I open? Am I giving? Mm. Am I trusting? Am I mm. loving and patient and good? And, and this is, it's a real paradigm shift for the guys to think this way because constantly, and I think society is, I need something else, which is victim. It's like, I am not good mm. in my eye. Yes, you're always in the frequency of, exactly, you're always in the frequency of need. Yes. And the universe out there will always pick up on your frequency. So if you're in the frequency of need, it will say, oh, you want more need. Here you go. (laughs) So you get more need. And you go, what? I did not, (laughs) I wanted that. (laughs) Well, you're in the frequency of wanting. You see, a great relationship or marriage or whatever Mm. you're in, if you can if you habitually ask yourself the question what can i give because you want to give something to that other person yes that is what will drive it in the right direction if you ask what can i get here and why am i not getting what i want then right. it's not going right and it's about allowing a frequency out of you allowing love to come out of you and give it to the other person asking yourself how much love can i give how much love that, that does that person need from me? Can I give something to that person? That is when you're open and that is why you feel the growth. How can you feel the growth if you're always trying to bring something within you? You're trying to attract something, to pull something to you. And if you're not getting it, well, you're closing down. Right. There's no growth in that. So what you described just is the willingness to open up and see what can I give in this reality unconditionally. Hmm. That is what unconditional love is. You know, I had a revelation in the middle of the night when I asked a question just out in the air like this. And I asked, why all this suffering? And I got the answer that it's the conditions. You suffer because you put conditions on everything. And then the next question came to me. It said, um, where can you get unconditional love? Mm. There is only one place you can get unconditional love. And that is in your own heart. You can allow it into this world through your own heart. Because if you want it from someone, well, then that's a condition. If you need it, then that's a condition. You can only get it by surrendering to it and allowing it to come through you, which means right. to ask the question, what can I give? That's right. And you know, all the stuff we talk about that we need to leave, the legacy, the, the physical stuff, well, you're not taking that over to the other side. That's the right. only thing you can bring with you is the love you gave and the love you got. That's right. It's the only thing, you, it's the only carry-on you can have. And the Egyptians knew this because you know how they weighed their, the heart? There, there's a feather and then there's your heart. And if your heart is heavier than the feather, you're not going straight to heaven. You have to stay mm. and cleanse that so that your heart will become as light as a feather. Wow. And Love is a higher frequency. It's a lighter frequency. It's more light in it. So you need to fill your heart with love. Otherwise, you can't pass into heaven. Your Mm. frequency will be too low. So you Mm. have to stay and do other things. And then you can go to heaven. I love that because it's it's all about understanding that you need to, um, to clear the waters in your heart. That's right. It's about what you give. It's not about what you can pull in 
I think so much of the Western, I, I look at Europe to all of the West, the um, United States, all the way to Australia, and even um, I think buffeting up against Asia and then in the Middle East, there's kind of this pocket of the West where when Jesus, who I think was one of the greatest mystics to ever stand on earth, says like, I am the, I am the vine, you are the branch. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. The West took that as you must do something. But the greatest teaching is surrender. He said, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You already are. There wasn't a condition of what someone had to do to become. Mm -hmm. He's just saying simply, this is the truth of of humanity. You are this. Mm -hmm. And unless you surrender and, and just unabashedly say, here I am. This is me. And from me amidst all that I choose to emit we come into this conditional state of doing and, and, and if you look at, I think the West and Christianity specifically has taken Jesus as sinless, meaning he never sinned because the Bible does say he, he knew no sin, hmm. but sin is just missing the mark. The definition of sin meaning missing the mark. So he never missed the mark. Well, what's hmm. the mark? Surrendering. <laughs> To being in oneself, saying, I am, I am, I am, I choose. It's not saying I need. It's not saying I don't have. It's, there's no lack in this. But the West made it so mechanical and so – I know and my, my view, I guess, in this right now is because the West has such great commerce that it let, if you come from a place of lack, they can sell you something. And there's that yes, relationship. I mean, yeah. I have something for you. Mm-hmm. You don't have mm-hmm. what I have. And you, mm-hmm. but if you come from the place of, I have all that I need and mm-hmm. I choose to whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, different yeah. Relationship. it's a different frequency altogether. It is a different, a different frequency because when you know who you are, you also know that you, there is no lack. Right. Right. There is, there is no lack in anything. There is no lack. It's all about a perspective. I, 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 sometimes I joke about this, that there is no lack anywhere. There's no lack in Sahara of water. It's just an abundance of sand. Yes. It's a question of how you look at it. <laughs> It's That's an abundance so of sand. Yes. So it's about our perspective and it's about what we choose to focus on. If we are focused on the lacks, we will not appreciate what we already have. Mm. So appreciating what you already have puts you in a different frequency. And then the universe reacts to that frequency always. Also, when you said uh, that Jesus knew no sin, right. knew no sin knowing it's about how you interpret things yes where you keep yourself in that i mean of course you don't go out and kill people because it's not just about a sin it's morally wrong you cannot take another person's life right i think that it's very interesting to talk about sin because if you're always in a negative state of being then you are actually behaving in a simple way against yourself Mm, that's right you're not treating yourself the way you're supposed to treat yourself here. 
right. to stay in that frequency is to give your inflict pain upon yourself and that is a, as big a violation to this reality as it is to inflict pain upon someone else right. because since we are all one if you are not taking care of yourself then you're abusing all the others too yes so it is your it is your responsibility to take care of yourself to take care of your frequency to take care of what it is you need to do in this reality you're the one that can open your heart no one else can do that and it is your responsibility to do so i usually say this what happened to you as a child is not your responsibility but how you react to it in this now moment as a grown up is your responsibility so good if you're not if you're choosing not to look at it and you're allowing it to destroy your life and maybe even your children's and grandchildren's lives then you are you are in the same place as the perpetrator was in your reality mm. Yes, that's right. You need to take care of it. It's about taking care of it. It's about the fearlessness to dare to go back and look at it, to dare to release the bonds. I remember that when I moved away from home, I told myself that I all this all this bad feelings and all this bad energy ends with me. I am not going to bring this forth in this world anymore. I am not going to do that. It ends here. Then the next question is, how do I end it? Because it's in my head. It's in my body. I can feel it. I'm back there feeling sorry for myself. Well, I need to go back, release, connect to who I truly am. Mm. Again, I have to go back to find who am I. Most people, when I ask what's the most important question we can ask ourselves, when I talk to my audience, most people say, why am I here? Mm. And that's a great question. But if you don't know who you are, then yes. what's, what does it matter why you're here? Right. Because you don't know who you are. That's so you right. have to start with figuring out who am I? And it's not about the desires that you have in this reality. That is just one part of you. That is your mission. That is why you're here, to find out, to follow your desires. But you need to know who you truly are. And I'm talking about the stillness. In the midst of all the storm, you are the stillness exploring that. You're the light in the darkness. That is who you are. Knowing this, you have to start with that and then everything else can come into place. Because if you don't know who you are, then everything becomes askew. It's not right there. I was thinking about an analogy that I... I find really beautiful to explain what it means to be aligned with who you are. You know how it is when you're outside and it's 12 o'clock and you look up and the sun is straight above you and yes. then you look down, how big is your shadow? Very small. You're, you're standing on it, literally. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a spot. <laughs> you are standing on it. So when you're connected to your light and your light is in the center above you, you are aligned with it, your shadow will become manageable to you. Mm. It will have its real um, size. We all have shadows here because that is what the physical reality is. It is light and shadow. It's always like that. So the sh you cannot get rid of the shadow. It's like a child trying to run away from the shadow. It is always there, but you can manage it easily when you are connected to the light above you, your sun when you are connected to who you truly are, then it becomes manageable. Do you know what happens when you're askew, when you're not connected to your higher self? Well, then the light will be 
maybe somewhere here. And how big is your shadow? Let's say that you have a past which is dark for you and you are not aligned with who you truly are. You're leaning toward the past. It is, it is a part of your now. You have not resolved it. So you're leaning like this or your highest self is pointing in another direction. Then your shadow becomes really big and it is behind you. It is walking behind you like this. If you have anxieties, you worry about the future, you don't know how you're going to solve things, well, then you're leaning on the other side and the shadow in front of you becomes bigger than it is. Mm. It's an illusion because you're the one casting the shadow. It is where you are that, that decides how big this shadow is. So it, it's about aligning with your power, which is you are the stillness choosing things in your reality to explore if they're negative or positive it actually doesn't matter as long as you learn something from it right right, right. so when you stand there your shadow is small and you stand on it it, mm -hmm. it is not governing you you're the the owner of the shadow right and i love that because it shows you how easy it is to create greater fear than it actually is because it's always easier when you walk through that fear on the other side you realize that it wasn't that bad as i thought mm. it was it's the imagination of how hard it's going to be when you're pushing let's say that you go back to your past and you look at it you're afraid of it because it it looks like a big shadow right but it might not be when you start exploring it it might be easier than you think so cool <laughs> It's, it's very simple. I mean, the concept of all that, it's, it may not be um, easy to put in practice because it takes some time to go in and it takes time, but it's, the concepts are very simple. I mean, in the stillness, there we reside. We are light. We are love. And all that is around us and swirls, all the experiences and the pain and the confusion and the fears when we overcome those by reintegrating ourselves in that that's living that's that's freedom that is that is true freedom that's the deep breath and that is what yes. i want everyone i crave i crave freedom i want everyone to be free i want everyone to experience the freedom and healing and i and I use the word healing a lot, but healing to me is just a synonym for freedom. Yeah. It's just being here and not pulled. I used to feel so compelled. I, I could not even stop. If I had a compulsion, it would just take me. And I remember the very first, um, well, one of the first days, I don't remember if it was the first day exactly when I went to therapy. I had this awesome therapist and, and uh, I used to joke around. He's like, how you doing? I'm like, I, I used to say this. I only know one way and that's straight ahead. And it kind of as a joke, you know, like, mm -hmm. I'm kicking butt and taking names. I'm going. Mm -hmm. And he said something that completely derailed me. He said, you know, the train only goes where the tracks lead it. Mm -hmm. And if you are on tracks, you have no ability to stop, pivot, change, and I was like, I mean, my whole, I had a, in a moment, deconstruction of this compulsion of like, I got to keep going. I got to keep grinding. I would 
sleep four hours a night and work long hours and grow. And I mean, it was unhealthy. But when I realized, well, I have the freedom to, what if I didn't do that? What if I stopped everything? What if I, I mean, there's consequences, but that consequences don't mean negative. It's just freedom. Consequences are a great result of freedom and choosing. So that's, that's really beautiful to, um, to think, to stay with the sun, with the light right above with minimal to no shadow and to stay in that space. And I believe it's possible to walk in that space to constantly, yes. it, it is possible. Yes, it it's is possible. because it is about the vertical. I mean, if you look at this reality as a 2d reality, as a plane and you're the vertical line standing yeah. in it because you're aligned you're connected to as above so below you're connected to that so it moves around with you but it is it is changeable it that is what your free will is for you can if you wish you can tilt it mm. or if you are unaware of it it is tilted so it creates it creates more patterns in this reality so it's supposed to be fun to explore this but we have forgotten this so we take everything so seriously and we plunge into it and we do not allow ourselves to play we are so focused on everything being a success that right. we are not allowing ourselves to play and i think that well you talk about the vulnerable hero the vulnerable hero allows himself to play yes yes to to be more joyful in reality, not to sit on that train and not see what's happening. I mean, put himself on the train when he's 20 and wake up when he's 45 and wonder, where am I? And what did I see? I didn't see anything. Mm -hmm. I have all these things, but I didn't explore anything. So what's the point? I'm becoming bitter. That's how we get old fast because... Mm -hmm the energy of bitterness is a very aging thing. It yes. will age you fast. Yes. So staying in that playful mode, saying everything is fine, it's okay. I'm just, I'm on another path right now. I'll go back to this, not being so hard on ourselves. Yes. I think that that is what is needed. Also, when you say freedom, for me, freedom is, has everything to do with knowing who you are. Mm. To, connecting, to connect to that knowingness that you, who you truly are cannot be hurt by anything in this reality. If you're hurt, then it is your ego speaking or it is your human self speaking, but it is not your highest self. And right. if you're connected to the highest self and you know that you cannot be hurt by anything, well, then, then it's easier. It makes it more fun. And that's the whole point to have some kind of fun here. Yes. That's why laughter and all these um, positive feelings are so opening up. It gives you a higher frequency. You explore more. You get more things in your reality. Your light becomes broader. It, it opens up everything. So choosing to daydream instead of having a nightmare, being aware that you can choose in every single now moment, and that's the beauty of it. Mm. It is every single now moment has all the potential you need to find your happiness. Every single now moment. There is, that is what, every now moment is sacred. Mm. It is 
a sacred place and we are not acknowledging, acknowledging the sacredness in, in this. Nature works because it doesn't have free will. It doesn't mess around with it. It, it stays on the path it's supposed to stay on. We have free will because we want to explore how it feels to say no to the bad things and yes to the, to the good things. Yes. Somehow we forget that. We think that we do not have that free will and that everything is thrown upon us and we need to manage things and fix things. And it's not about that. It's about acknowledging that you're the stillness in a position where you in every single now moment can choose, do I want light? Or darkness how do I find light and believe me every single time you feel that you need to be bad to someone or you have this restraining feeling it's not your higher self speaking so it's not the way you're supposed to that's not the path to go if you can breathe in it as you said yes that's where you're going use your free will to tilt that way and that yes. will always bring you to the right place so I think I think it's it's easy when you know who you are it's very hard if you don't know who you are. Well, this is perfect to bring me to the next truth that, um, that stood out. And I, I felt like, okay, truth 98, you wrote, you are real. Fear is not. Fear makes us conform to things we usually would not. Know this, you are real. Fear is not. So we have that freedom to breathe deeply to know ourself and that grounds us back to what does that ground us to our nat or let me ask this yes nature does not have uh free will it operates as is but it constantly is in a state of regeneration so nature the site the seasons and the the death rebirth death rebirth and it almost seems like we, if we choose to be in that natural flow of the universe of nature, that's when we can actually be ourselves, receive love, move and operate. But when we go against the natural state of love, when we go against, when we go with destruction, with fear, with, with decay and not allow ourselves to move in the flow of, of love, that seems to be antithetical to knowing who we really are absolutely because you are unconditional love your unconditional acceptance of all that is that is the essence of who we are mm -hmm. so when we're deviating from that we're choosing the more painful path and that is what creates the pain but in this physical reality everything is cyclic you know it goes up and it goes down up and down everything that is a fractal it is a pattern which is repeating itself over and over and over again and since everything is energy well then everything has this pattern including our thoughts and knowing who you are i mean it's not that you wake up one morning you know who you are and life becomes straight ahead like this nothing happens you're right, happy right. all the time it's right. not how it is when you know who you are well then you have to apply that in every now moment which means that if it, you will see obstacles it's about how you react to, to these obstacles I mean, if, if everything would be fine, then it's a flat line and you're dead. Right, right. So you have to, we all have these ups and yeah. downs, ups and downs. It's about knowing what to do when you're up and knowing what to do when you're down. When you're up, 
you have signals from the universe enjoy explore grow yes when you're going down it's more like retreat think and restart and then you go again it's like that if you stay in that ret retreat and, and and rethink and you beat yourself up for it then you will have a pattern that is going downwards like that so it's about knowing how to soothe yourself when you're down here and how to enjoy yourself when you're up there. That's what life is about. Soothing yourself means understanding what's the lesson here? What can I change? Where can I give more love? Because it's always when you withhold love, it will be some kind of pain within you. And that would be the downward spiral, so to speak, the, right. the place where you're at your lowest. Right. The only way up is to find a higher frequency. Even Einstein says this, you cannot solve a problem with the same mind that created it. You need to, you need to expand. So when you're going down, that is your place where you, where you actually have opportunities to learn new things about yourself and become even, even greater and happier on the upscale again. So it's about knowing, understanding the patterns, understanding that there will be winter and then there will be summer. Yes, yes. The way we behave in our reality is when winter comes, we go, oh my God, it's horrible. And we stay in that freezing place. We, we even prolong it. Yeah. If you just allow yourself to be the way you are and soothe yourself when the winter's here, mm. then you will know. There is a knowingness that things will come to a lighter place, always. Yes. So just allowing it to be as it is. I think that nature is much better at doing this. It yeah. knows that, okay, so all the leaves are gone right now. I'll have to wait for two months and then the leaves will come up again. Right. And it's always working in abundance because it knows that everything is exactly as it's supposed to be. Right. Well, it's interesting too. We, it's hard to have gratitude in straight abundance. When we live, my wife and I, when we were TV reporters down in uh, San Antonio, Texas, it was sunny. Well, I mean, coming from Seattle and then going to Texas, it was sunny all the time. I mean, it was November and it was like 90 degrees. And mm -hmm. I remember uh, during Christmas time, uh, they had those carolers dressed up in their full mm. outfits and they're singing at this mall out at an outdoor mall. Oh, the weather outside is frightful and it is like 90 <laughs> degrees. I'm shorts. I'm like, this is, this is not working for me. I don't know. I, but coming, I, I forgot I took it. I, you end up taking States for granted if you don't have mm. the contrast. So I forgot how beautiful greenery was when I came back to Seattle. Mm. I forgot how beautiful water was. I come living mm -hmm. here. It is so beautiful, mm. but I was in the state of beauty all the time and I forgot to enjoy it. Then I go down and I was in sun all the time and I missed the rain and it's, yes. and I think that is also why I think some of the greatest, that's why I think retreats are so important. I think getting away meditating, being still, some of the greatest teachers of all spiritual paths have done some sort of gone away, withdrew mm -hmm. onto the desert mm -hmm. place, the void of mm -hmm. life so that they can, when they come back, they, there's a knowing. It's like even Mandela going to prison, 
if he was just the radical revolutionary the whole time, he would might have ended up wiping out all the South mm-hmm. African politicians. But because he had that contrast of imprisonment and had compassion when he goes back. And I think that's the winter and the and the summer and, yes, and to enjoy exactly. both. So we have gratitude. Exactly. I have to. I, I'm looking here in my book because I wrote about this. Um, I wrote about why I think that I had to go through all this pain in my childhood, and I figured out that it has to do with. How do you explore utter joy unless you have total fear in your life? Because mm-hmm. the fear or the, the bad stuff is going to pull you down so much. But imagine what happens when you release yourself from that. I mean, it's like shooting a star, like light yeah. stars, everything, like fireworks. And you cannot experience that unless you experience the heaviness of it. You cannot experience the lightness of who you truly are unless you have the, the, the pull, the gravitational pull of someone telling you who you are not. Right, right. So yeah. there is this contrast always. It's like a rubber band. It's like, like fuel. That's why we are here. This is exactly what our souls are here to explore. How does it feel to have a limitation? To free yourself from limitations, the freedom you feel when you do that, the joy you feel when you free yourself from a limitation is the lesson. Yes, yes, that's right. There's nothing else to it. It is the lesson and it is the joy. It's the the bubbly champagne-like joy when you Mm -hmm. figure out that, oh my God, I am free from this. The so uh, the way you can soar after that that is what it, what we're after. So sometimes you go through dark things in your life in order to feel the lightness of who you truly are. So good. And I think when you talk about the retreats, the men that go with you, what you need is some quiet time to mm. shut off the noise from the outside, so that you can hear the soft whispering of your soul telling you who you truly are. Yes. It's a softer version of what I just told. <laughs> <laughs> a softer version, yes. Well, I, it's so interesting. I, my wife and I were talking about this. Um, I never share anything that I haven't done myself. I never would tell someone to do something I haven't done. But what I have done, and with your help, really, really, really gone into the darkness. And I mean, really gone into it and stayed and I, I got better. I would jump in, I would feel, I see it and I come out, jump mm-hmm. I'd go stay a little longer. But now I feel like I can sit in that darkness and, and void of all light, look at it and feel it and, and, and not be afraid anymore of it. Like, yes. And this, and you know why this is? Because when you are connected to the stillness, to the God within you, to the yes. source within you, then you know that nothing can harm you. And that's right. why you can sit there because yes. you're no longer in the illusion of fear. You are real. Fear is not. And you know that. And that's why you can sit in it and you can look at it and say, okay, I see this. This was horrible. But you can detach from it because you know that you're indestructible. And that's why 
that's why you can go back and heal yourself. Mm. And it's such a, it's, it's such a paradox because you almost know, need to know who you are mm. before you can go back in the memory to heal who you were in a way. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, that's good. But, and it happens simultaneously. So it, it, it's very hard to say, do this first and that later. No, you, it's just about moving through the fear and realizing that the fear cannot harm you because it's not real. Right. You're real. Yes, that's right. A lot of the fear is in your head. I mean, not yours. Everyone's yeah, yeah, mine yeah, too. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's, it's, <laughs> it's in my head too. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's in your head, Lucas. That's how it is. <laughs> no, but what I mean by this, it's, it's about thoughts. Yeah. It's about the mind, the ego mind, telling you things that are not real. Mm. So how do we go from there to a place where we find the truth. Well, you have to go down into your heart. Yeah. Mm. Every single morning when I wake up, before I set the intention for the day and do all the stuff that I do, I open my eyes and usually I'm in the midst of a thought and I go, mm. oh my God, I've been thinking while I sleep. This is not a good way to start the day. So I have to wake myself up by saying, Gordana, jump out of your head into your heart mm. and I put my hand on my heart and then I feel it beat and that's when I connect to the heart because mm. you have to allow your awareness to go down or actually up into your heart because it's a higher vibration yeah if we're always occupied with mind stuff ego stuff and the stuff that the reality outside of us wants us to be connected to we are not living in our hearts. Mm. So how do you go from here to there? Well, by touching. Mm. Because you know when you have a pain in your toe, where does your attention go? It goes straight down into your toe. Yes. It's a physical thing. Yes. So if you want your mind to go down to your heart, you have to touch it. Mm. And then you have to say, thank you for repeating. And that's how you address your heart. That's how you talk to your heart. That's how you say, I am listening to you. And it talks with a soft voice mm. so you have to just listen to it and gratitude is such a great way to open the pathway yes to yes. that so just touching your heart and saying i'm here mm. i am here that's a great way to start the morning <laughs> something so for your listeners <laughs> so uh, do you It seems like society, this is, this is going to be maybe a transitional uh, question, but it seems like um, society is shifting right now or um, with the 2020 election of the United States and Donald Trump and the Middle East and all just, there seems like there's always something, but apart from the geopolitical stuff, apart from, there seems like there is this shift, this um an awakening happening. I mean, you and 99 other 100 super soul teachers that, you know, Oprah mm -hmm. selected you being the only European, you know, teacher, which is, which is an incredible that, and I, and I'm not joking about this. I, I your boy, all the Europe needed was your voice. <laughs> America needed 99. Other. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> um, how do you feel like people are waking up and, and 
asking the honest questions right now more than times past? Do you feel like there's a shift or an awakening? I do. I do. When I look at my son, I mean, he's 22 and I can see that he is so much more aware than I was when I was 22. So I see that there is a progression in this. I also see that there is a willingness to um, explore this reality from a different perspective, to explore it from a heart perspective, not just a mind perspective. So I do see that there is uh, things going on. And I think that we're, we live in great times. It's always like that when there is very dark places, there's also the possibility of finding really, really bright light mm. because it's always there. Yeah, It's, yeah. it's like a coin, you know? Yes. So I, I feel like we do live in times where there are so many opportunities for us to grow as, as human beings. Mm. It's just about acknowledging it, seeing it, uh, waking up from the ignorance. And I think a lot of people are waking up. I feel it's much easier today to talk about these things than it was 20 years ago. I mean, so much easier. So many more people that are awake to, awoken, awakened to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there, it, it seems like, it seems like that. And I wanted to, um, you have, I wanted to bring this up and maybe we, we end with, with this concept, but, um, truth 134, you wrote, spend less time in the, I was, and I will be the only place where you can make a change is in the, I am. And I think that um, Rock Thomas, who I've had on the podcast, he said, whatever follows I am, follows you. So if I am dumb or I am stupid or whatever. I'm, I'm an idiot. Think. People say these things all the time and then that follows them. But the I am light, I am love, I am good, I am pure, I am truth, I am healing, I am powerful. Mm -hmm. I have behind me um, loving, kind, powerful leader is that's my, mm -hmm. that was one of the very first statements I came. I am a loving, kind, and powerful leader. I'm a loving, kind, and powerful mm -hmm. leader. And I, I teach people to emphasize words differently in sentence structure. So I am a loving, kind, and powerful mm -hmm. leader. I am a loving kind and powerful leader i am a loving kind of i am a loving and when you <laughs> emphasize words in those sentence structures differently it really you can really almost yes. get that holistic view of mm. opening mm -hmm. up and so can you walk through the the i am and what how you discovered that and how people can connect to that you know something, you and I are going to do, to do a micro meditation mm. so that you can feel it because talking about it is like beating around the bush. It's much easier when we do this. So let's do this together. Okay. Just sit straight and then you breathe in with me and breathe out. And I'll put your hand on your heart. Can you feel it beat? Yeah. Uh, breathe, breathe in again and out. Now repeat after me. I am the light in the darkness. I am the light in the darkness. I am the love in the hate. I am the love in the hate. I am the calmness in the storm. I am the calmness in the storm. I am the courage in the fear. I am the courage in the fear. 
And that's who you are. Mm. Can you feel it? Yes. It's, oh. it's reminding yourself who you truly are. And you are those things. You are the love. You're the calmness. Mm. You're the courage. All of these things, that is your true being. Mm. The other things is the shadow, which you can choose not to be. Yes. So, so it's as easy it can, as it can be. It is just to remind yourself of that can take you far. I love you so I love you too. Much. Thank you. This, <laughs> thank you. For everyone listening, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. And, and Gordana said a, a while ago that we could do that. But I was, I guess, ner I don't know if it was nervous or I just intimidated or I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was any mm -hmm. of those things I just said, but this was the time. And it is so. Yes beautiful and thank you and thank you for going to those places and so others can so i can and just thank you here thank you thank you for having the courage to do this with me and i really really appreciate our conversations they're always high frequency conversations because we're both trailblazers we want to make this trail brothers to walk so i feel blessed to be talking to you. Thank you. I am so honored and thankful that you listened, that you joined this conversation, that you were able, I hope, to take something away, to take a truth away, to breathe more deeply and align yourself so that you can experience the fullness of why you are here on earth. And that is to receive love in order to give love. We cannot give what we do not have. And if we are unwilling to receive love, it is impossible for us to give love, real love, authentic, giving, beautiful, uplifting love. So I am so honored that you are here. I encourage you to check Gordana out, follow her on Twitter, on Instagram, LinkedIn, go to her website, I'll put all those links in the show notes below. And please follow me on the same channels, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. You can go to my website, lucasmack.com to find out more information. Make sure to pick up and buy a copy of Gordana's book, Know the Truth. It is, it's amazing. I love it. I use it at the men's retreats that I lead. And I have it on my bookshelf uh, right next to me, it is, it's just a beautiful composition of truths and words that I know will touch your soul. So thank you so much for listening today. It has been an honor having you on this journey and make sure to tune in to the next episode as I continue to bring you more people who treat people like people and nothing less. My name is Lucas Mack and I'll talk to you then. Yeah.